0: Yes, that light! On the fan, McMonagle here with you in the overnights. I got you for three hours. You know the deal. Till 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. On this glorious Monday morning, the Reaction Monday, the last one we really have to do. Let's be honest, because now both of our teams are 4-8. The football season is pretty much dead. We'll have a little bit of baseball over the next week, but my God. And it's just been so fun to Watch. It's been just amazing. What a great football year. What an exciting football year we thought we had planned, didn't we? Oh, the plans of mice and men. Aaron Rodgers was going to lead the Jets to the AFC Championship game. The Giants were going to be a playoff team building off a wonderful year last year. And instead, 4-8 and and watching some of the worst football you've ever seen on a weekly basis. And it was no different yesterday because, my God, are the Jets awful. Are the Jets awful in every way? But here's the, here's the plain truth of the matter. The Jets lost a football game 13-8. to eight. The Jets are just atrocious to watch, the, to watch because of one thing. And this season has been tanked because of one particular reason. The Jets have the worst quarterback play you could possibly ever imagine a team having. And it's, every, it's the entire organization's fault, from Woody on down, from Woody to the next most important person in this franchise, Aaron Rodgers, to the next most important person in this franchise, Joe Douglas, to the next most important person in this franchise, head coach, Robert Sala, to this trash that they put before you. And you can blame, as you watch the game, there's always other reasons. I know those of you who want to defend Zach Wilson or get upset about You know, the play calling and the coaching, excuse me, and the fumble that cost the game that led, you know, why is he even in there? Why isn't Brees Hall the only guy in there? Obviously, big-time fumble leads to the touchdown. The penalties at the end of the first half, most of them just atrocious calls. I don't know how that's not, I don't know how that's a defensive receiver hitting the end zone. Are you supposed to just let him catch it? like while he's like trying to make a one-handed catch he went up he turned his body around on him they happen to hit each other he's trying to break up a touchdown pass and then Garrett Wilson the on the next drive i think it's the next drive has a has a has a pass down the sidelines right in the bucket and gets absolutely creamed how is that not a defenseless receiver so sure did the officials help the jets lose this football game absolutely At the same time, are you tired of the penalties week after week of a Robert Sala coach team? Absolutely. Every week, there are killer penalties, whether it's an interception by D.J. Reed taken back, whether it's whatever it would be, all the different plays that have changed the landscape of games this year, last year, the year before, whatever. I get it. I'm sick of the penalties, too, whether warranted, bad calls, good calls, whatever. It's the same thing every week, every season. I get it. And the play calling, it looks inept and hack it seems like a joke and they never do anything but you know what you watch it and it's becoming a storyline of this game watch the old 22 watch how these guys are open the quarterbacks are atrocious that's it like this is the most important I mean, we've been saying this forever this is the most important position arguably in all of sports right on any given day, a goalie, a starting pitcher, whatever. But for the most part, your team building purposes, there is no one more important on a game-to-game basis, a week-to-week basis in case of the, in the NFL's case, a season-to-season, building a team and what you think they could be and what kind of season they could have. There is nothing more important than the quarterback position. And the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers and said, the hell with every other aspect of this entire position. And it's absolutely killed them. It's absolutely unbelievably unacceptable. And it's hard to fathom that this is how they plan their season when there were other options. There were other options before the season started than to have Zach Wilson, a guy they deemed not good enough to play, that they deemed needed to be saved, and, and needed to be turned around by watching Aaron Rodgers play and having a year or two with a clipboard and his feet up, and instead they allowed him to be the guy four plays in, and they followed him up with other guys that Rodgers likes, like Boyle, and then they bring in Simeon. This is the worst quarterback room I can ever possibly imagine in the NFL. The most important position. Oh, wow, Joe Douglas, yeah, sure, the offensive rookie of the year. And Garrett Wilson, yeah, sure, look at this draft. Oh, and look at the Jets drafts previous. Oh, they've been a laughingstock. So finally, Douglas comes in and builds a team, and that's great. He allowed the most important position in, the, in sports to be the worst I've ever seen on any roster in the history of the NFL. And Mike Glennon was a starter for the Giants. This is, you just wheel them in one after another. And I thought, to start the game, I thought Boyle played fairly well, and then it got worse and worse and worse. The first half, you're seeing all the clips, you're watching all, like, Wilson is wide open at different times. So it's like, all of it is hard. I don't know when the quarterback play is this bad. It's hard to put into perspective everything else. It's hard to tell me. I'm sorry, I'm not going to argue with you because there's enough evidence And they've lost enough where I'm not going to sit here and defend Robert Salah with every last breath. But how can you tell me he's a terrible head coach? Honestly, with what he's been forced to play. And again, forced to play. I have no doubt in my mind he's been forced to play these quarterbacks. Look, and obviously he's willing in this game. He goes to Simeon when they need a spark. Why was he unable to do that with Zach Wilson? The coach clearly doesn't mind going to a quarterback for a change. Why not with Zach Wilson when games are getting out of hand? Why? Because he's forced to play this kid. And he's got no other options than Tim Boyle and Simeon. Like, these are the guys he's expected to roll out with this offense, with a banged-up offensive line. He's a defensive coach. His defense still, while it has its moments, is one of the best defenses in the league. He's given nothing at the quarterback position. You want to tell me Hackett's the worst offensive coordinator in football? How do you know that? I'm not going to argue with you. You want to call me and tell me Hackett's the problem? I don't have a leg to stand on to tell you different other than what could possibly happen good with this quarterback play. What could you possibly expect? It's that bad. It's that bad. Are there other things? Sure. Of course. Of course. Did this defense allow a lousy quarterback to, to make a bunch of third down plays and extend drive? Sure. They gave up 13 points. I understand that it's Ritter. I understand that it's a lousy uh, under 500 at the time Falcons team. They've, they have gave up 13 points. Could they have been better? Yeah. Yeah. Could this team not have had the penalties? Could you know? Could Cook not fumble? Could different things happen? Of course, but you watch the games. The quarterback play is so atrocious; it has decimated the team in in spirit, in confidence, in every way, shape, and form. And you watch the body language of these guys in the post game. Sound you watch Salah in the post game. He doesn't know what to say. He literally, they like, the like, the, the, one of the final questions of the press conference is, you know, we, we were seeing it upstairs in the press box and next gen and whatever that means. And we saw that, you know, Wilson was, was open a lot in the first half. Why are you unable to get it to him? Sal is literally, he, he's, he's laughing to keep it in. He desperately wants to say, because I can't, I don't have a quarterback who can throw him the football. That's why. That's why. I don't know what else to say. If you scheme it and wide receiver, your best wide receiver, the only wide receiver you should be looking at, I mean, what's another? How could you miss a wide open Wilson when you have nobody else? All we do is complain that there's nobody else in this passing game, that Lazard's been an absolute bust, that Gibson's a nice story, but is he, I mean, and he made a nice catch in this game. And he, he's played far better than we thought he could. You know, making the team and being one of the stories in Hard Knocks. But ultimately, there is one dynamic player in this pass game. And he's missed routinely. How is this possible? It's the... It's it's so hard to watch the Jets. It is so hard to fathom where they are now at 4-8. and eight, Losing 5 in a row. And here comes the... The end of season swoon where they just lose these games. It's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And so as you prepare, right, at four and eight, you start thinking what all four and eight teams think. Unless you're the Giant fans, then you're thinking Dan, then you're thinking DeVito and, and winning championships, apparently. But you think about what all four and eight teams think about the future. That's all that's left. Not next week. Not the immediate future. That's dead. That's dead. Who's going to start a quarterback? Does it matter? Honestly, why even ask that question in the press conference? Why even ask who is going to start as quarterback for the New York Jets next week? It doesn't matter. They're all horrible. They're all terrible. I've never seen anything like it. It was hilarious. Now listen, Simeon comes in cold. I get it. Simeon, it's it's raining. It's a miserable day. He's probably not practiced enough. He's been on the scout team for most of the year or the practice squad for most of the year. He comes in in a tough spot, and he doesn't get it done. But ultimately, I mean, it's just it's terrible how bad it is. But the question for this Jet team now moving forward at four and eight is what's next? And everybody wants to coach fired. I'm telling you right now. I I said it all week. I said it the week prior. I'm going to say it now, even now, after a fifth consecutive loss to go four and eight, I don't think anything's changing. I don't think anything is changing because the plan, the, the season was over four snaps into the year. We just didn't realize it. And, and some of us did, but the season was snap was it was over four snaps into the season. When Rodgers went down, this season was toast. Especially because they allowed that backup situation to be what it is, and they didn't go out and do anything. Flacco comes in at a no off the couch, as everyone loves to say, comes into the Cleveland. He's, he's there one game. He's throwing touchdown passes. Watching Flacco play the quarterback position. Why didn't Flacco come here? I, Flacco's, Flacco's a statue. We've seen Flacco with the Jets. I get it. He's better than the slop they're putting forward. Why isn't Flacco here? Somebody who can play the quarterback position. The guy won a Super Bowl MVP. Somebody. But none of it's changing. I, I, I have no doubt. You heard it already a little bit. Why not change the play caller? Everybody's in the post game. You know, Coach Solace asked about it. Why not change uh, Hackett? That's kind of what everyone's saying. I mean, if you can't figure this out and the, the offense thinks, why? Look at the All-22, he tells him. You know why? Because he's scheming plays that get the best wide receiver on the team open, and the lousy quarterbacks can't see it or throw it to him. That's why. But even that, say forget that. Say that he's he is a terrible coach, and I, I'm not going to argue with you. He's a terrible coach. He's not scheming anything. He should be able to come up with better better schemes and better plans and better plays and get something out of these lousy quarterbacks. Something. Fine. That doesn't matter because we all know what the future is. The future is Aaron Rodgers. Not this year. God. That dog is over. All this is over. Season's over. Rodgers coming back over. All that's over. But Rodgers is still the future of this team, and the plan is still in place for two more years. I have no doubt in my mind right now. It could get really ugly. We'll see, and maybe there'll be such a, a clamoring for it. That Woody will have no choice. But a lot of me thinks Woody has been on board with the plan and understood this was going to be the way it was going to go down since the fourth snap of the year. Because they've done nothing. They've done nothing to try and help this quarterback position. Salah's going nowhere. Hackett's going nowhere. And if you think, the other thing that you think of when you're 4-8 and eight and you start moving up the tank draft boards and you have visions of all these quarterbacks... And we'll get to the college football, 877-337-6666. If you have all these college quarterbacks, it's a big college draft. Hell, if the Giants can think about drafting a quarterback, so can the Jets. A couple of things. One, do you trust this group to draft and develop another young quarterback? Why on earth? Joe Douglas has proven he can draft everything else. Joe Douglas has proven he's competent at building a roster at every every other position but the most important. I wouldn't let Joe I wouldn't let Joe Douglas draft a quarterback. I wouldn't let this regime that's gonna come back because of Aaron Rodgers. What my what's the thought process? Aaron Rodgers will help develop this young quarterback? No, sir. No, thank you. And then, second of all, most importantly, and the most obvious reason is you're still in it for the next two years with Aaron Rodgers. You are not taking an asset like that at the top of the draft where you can add another wide receiver. You can add the tight end out of Georgia. You can add a, a top left tackle. You can add a, a a position that will help this team moving forward for next year. Nothing changes because it's an ugly loss that ends your season against the Falcons. You're on target for the plan. This was supposed to be the Aaron Rodgers show, the me show, Remember? Why, that hasn't changed because of another ugly loss on a season that was trending towards dead just because it's official. There is no way there is no way they are looking Aaron Rodgers in the face after allowing him to dictate everything of this season, allowing him to dictate who the, who the backup quarterback was, who the third-string quarterback was, who they probably go to first after Zach Wilson uh, with Boyle instead of Simeon. You, you let him pick, you know, everything. He brings in Lazard. He brings in any like he brings in Cobb. He does all this. You're gonna look him in the face after this year, after he busted his ass and did something no one's ever done, and come back from this injury as quickly as he did, and willing to go out there and do everything he can. You're gonna look him in the face and say, with our top pick, our biggest asset to improve this team next year, we're gonna take a you're gonna we're gonna take your replacement. And by the way, thanks a lot for coaching him up because we don't have coaches who can do it. There is no way in hell that's happening. They are not drafting a quarterback. They are not firing the coaching staff. It's the beat goes on. Did you ever see The Godfather? The rent, it stays like before. That's it. The rent, it stays are the same. Salah, Hackett, Rogers, top draft pick of a weapon that can help him. And you know what? I don't even know if that's the wrong thing because I do think this defense and this team could be good with a legitimate quarterback. You don't understand the difference. It's easy to say we just throw it out there Oh, with Rodgers. The difference between what the Jets have put forward and what Rodgers could be is so far and worlds apart we can't even comprehend it. It's literally the difference between first writing on papyrus and an iPhone. That's how bad it's been. And the Jets threw this season down the toilet with their with their decisions at the quarterback position. And it's, it's unforgivable. And if they didn't have the answer and the Hall of Famer who loves them all sitting on the sidelines, they all should get packing. But they're not going to. So enjoy the rest of your season. Enjoy Robert Sala and these ridiculous press conferences where he doesn't know what to say. Watching him on the sidelines showing no emotion and saying nothing continuing to wonder what the hell's going on with the play calling and why Wilson isn't ha- uh, making catches and, and being thrown to when he's wide open. Enjoy it because it's going nowhere. And we got to watch this the rest of the year. Unbelievable. 877-337-6666. So that's that's it, though. That you, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to worry about being hurt. You've been put out of your misery. With that atrocious game, this atrocious season, and some of the worst quarterback play, it's unbelievable. I mean, they just wheel in one after the other. It's unbelievable how many bad quarterbacks the Jets have figured out a way to put on their team. It's I can't, I can't imagine it. 877-337-6666. Monaco with you. We'll take your phone calls, Jet fans. We'll get into their future plans. I mentioned it a little bit in the open, but we saw something in this game, obviously, that tells you all you need to know about what Salah was forced to do and what he was willing to do and what he couldn't do.